now we're going to read Psalm 41. It's on page 362. It's kind of halfway through. So page 362, Psalm 41. To the choir master, a psalm of David. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He's called blessed in the land. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, when will he die and his name perish? And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words while his heart gathers iniquity, and when he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He won't rise again from where he lies. Even my close friend, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout in triumph over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Good evening. My name's Johnny. It's great to see you here. We're going to consider and try to understand the psalm we just heard read. It's a psalm of David written to a choir master about a thousand years before Jesus Christ was born. David was the king of Israel at the time. And in God's wisdom, the words and experiences of David spoke not only of himself, but also of one who was to come. And so before we consider his experiences in the words of this psalm, let's ask for God's help to understand. Dear Lord, the God of Israel, you are the everlasting God. And thank you so much for this psalm of David, which you gave us all those centuries before Jesus Christ came. Please would you teach us to consider and understand what you're saying through these words. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, as I said, we're going to consider this psalm of David. And in particular, we're going to consider the poor. I don't know how often you think about the poor. I don't even know who you've got in your mind's eye as I speak of the poor. But in verse 1, David says, Blessed is the one who considers the poor. Now, I guess many of us here wouldn't consider ourselves poor. I mean, in fact, we're quite rich here in Tunbridge Wells, aren't we? But I guess you'd agree that this psalm has the potential to comfort those who would consider themselves poor, right? However, in the first instance, this verse doesn't seem to be about being poor yourself, does it? But more about considering the poor. David says, blessed is the one who considers the poor. Now, some of us might not think about the poor all that often. And so this verse might not seem like very good news to us. But others of us might think that we really do understand what the poor are going through. 
And so we might be feeling really quite happy about this verse. Um, but either way, I think we've all got a lot to learn from this psalm. Uh, God has certainly taught me a lot through it. Uh, so why don't we all take a moment to consider the experience of a poor person, um, of a really poor man. He's poor, weak and lowly. In fact, he's in deep trouble. Can you imagine? He's ill, barely alive, and perhaps most tragically of all in this psalm, he's surrounded by people who think he's rightly cursed by God for his sins. Uh, You could say he's surrounded by enemies who just don't understand him. In fact, they'd kind of prefer if he was dead. It's tragic, isn't it? And yet David says, blessed is the one who considers the poor. The one who considers, who thinks about and understands this poor man is blessed. That is, he has reason to be happy, to rejoice and bless the Lord. But why is that? The poor man himself seems anything but blessed. In fact, he does seem cursed by God for his sins. He's in deep trouble. So why on earth would the one who considers him be blessed? How could such happiness come out of considering a man in such deep trouble? Well, the answer is not because you're the one who's going to deliver him. Because according to verse 1, in the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. In the day of trouble, the Lord God delivers him. According to verse 2, the Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He's called blessed in the land. You don't give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. Or at least, that's what David says. He claims that the Lord delivers the poor in the day of trouble. Well, I think those first three verses are the introduction to the psalm. Uh, They've introduced us to a poor man at the point of death whose enemies considered him cursed by God. They certainly didn't want him to be blessed in the land. But David's made an extraordinary claim. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. But I think we're meant to be asking at least two questions at this point. At first, how does David know that the Lord delivers the poor? And secondly, Why does that mean that the one who considers the poor is blessed? So first, how does David know that the Lord delivers the poor? Well, if verses 1 to 3 have left us with unanswered questions, verses 4 to 10 appear to just make matters worse. As if those opening verses weren't surprising enough, in verse 4 we discover that this poor man was actually David himself. The poor man was King David asking the Lord to deliver him. Now, if we're honest, I expect most of us weren't imagining him at the beginning. But David writes of his own experience in verse 4, As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, When will he die and his name perish? And when one comes to see me, He utters empty words while his heart gathers iniquity. When he goes out, he tells it abroad. The poor man was King David. He was the one at the point of death. He was the one surrounded by enemies. And he seemed anything but blessed. In fact, it was the will of of his enemies that his name might perish and that he might be cursed. And so they would tell it abroad. 
uh, that David was cursed by God for his sins. And by his own admission, in a sense, he was. In verse 4, he'd said, O Lord, be gracious to me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. Now, I don't know about you, but I certainly wasn't expecting that when I first read this psalm. The poor man was King David himself. Rather than being blessed, he was considered cursed in the land of Israel, cursed by God for his sins. It seems like things couldn't have got any worse for David, right? But then from verse 7, as he continued to call out to God, it seemed like everyone was against him. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again from where he lay, from where he lies. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his head against me. It really did seem like everyone was against him. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his head against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. We'll come back to that last bit later. But for now, we need to understand that the poor man was David himself and that everyone was against him. So verses 4 to 10 seem to just made matters worse, right? It was David who said that the one who considers the poor is blessed that in the day of trouble the Lord delivers him. But now we've we've learned that David himself was the poor man, crying out for deliverance and seeming anything but blessed. So how on earth could he say that the Lord delivers the poor? How could he know that the Lord delights in him? Well, in verse 11, David says, By this I know that you delight in me, My enemy will not shout in triumph over me, but you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. How does David know that the Lord delivers the poor? That the Lord delights in him? Well, David says to him, by this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout in triumph over me. His enemy wanted his name to perish, right? He wanted David to be considered cursed by God for his sins. And when David was at the point of death, his enemy appeared to be triumphant, didn't he? But now David says, my enemy will not shout in triumph over me. In fact, now looking back, he can say to God, You have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. You see, in verses 1 to 3, David was speaking from experience. And remember, it's an experience that spoke not only of himself, but also of one who was to come. He had been in a poor and pitiable state, surrounded by enemies wanting him dead. Everyone was against him. They all considered him cursed by God for his sins. But then the Lord delivered him. The Lord upheld him because of his integrity and set him in his presence forever. Despite the will of his enemies, poor David did rise again from where he lay. The Lord raised him up 
and appointed him as king of all Israel. And now his name is called blessed in the land. So his enemy will not shout in triumph over him. In fact, and I love this, many people who were his enemies, who'd considered him cursed by God, had now admitted that they were wrong and had come to call him blessed. All thanks to the Lord, the God of Israel. That's how David knows that the Lord delights in him. That's how he knows that in the day of trouble, the Lord delivers the poor because the Lord has delivered him. The Lord has raised him up and now even his enemies call him blessed. Okay, but that still leaves us with our second question, right? Why does that mean that the one who considers the poor is blessed? Yes, the poor man himself, David, has been delivered. But why does that mean that the one who considers the poor is blessed? Well, I hope that by now we're starting to see that in the first instance, we're not talking about the poor in general. We're certainly not just talking about those who have less money. In the first instance, the poor man referred to in verse 1 was King David himself. So why is the one who considers the poor blessed? Well, because if you've considered, if you've really understood the poor, then you're on side with the poor man whom the Lord has raised up and appointed as king. But have you really considered? Have you actually understood the poor? Because according to verses 4 to 10, the poor man was David. He was the one at the point of death. He was the one surrounded by enemies. He was the one they considered cursed by God for his sins. But he's the king whom the Lord raised up that he might repay them. Yes, the Lord raised him up that he might repay them. And that means the tables have turned. Now it's David's enemies who are in a poor and pitiable state, isn't it? And now it's those who are against him that are in deep trouble. They're in danger of being repaid for their sin. The tables have turned. Now the poor are those who are against David. And remember, in verses 7 to 10, that was everyone, even his close friend who ate his bread. Do you see how this psalm has turned upside down the way that we think about the poor? I mean, it certainly has done for me. The poor man was David, but now that the Lord has raised him up, the poor is everyone else, everyone who was against him. You see, we really are all poor sinners in deep trouble. And was that who you had in your mind's eye at the beginning? I mean, it's not what I had expected the first time I read this psalm. When you heard me speaking about the poor, did you think, oh yeah, that's me. I'm a poor and pitiable sinner. I'm in deep trouble of being repaid for my sins. I'm the one who needs delivering. Well, I think that's the reason why verses 1 to 3 are phrased so ambiguously. And I almost skipped over it earlier. So you might have assumed that it was just the poor man who was in trouble, and that in the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. Now, whilst that's true, it just as easily reads that the one who considers the poor is also in trouble, but that in the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. I think both meanings are intended. In the first instance, David was the poor man. He was in trouble, but the Lord delivered him and raised him up 
that he might repay his enemies. And so in the second instance, David's enemies are the ones in trouble. We're the poor sinners in danger of being repaid for our sin. But if you understand that, then you might just be able to be delivered. That's why the one who considers the poor is blessed. Because if you understand that the poor man who was surrounded by his enemies was actually the king whom the Lord has raised up, and if you understand that you were one of his enemies and that you're in deep trouble because of your sin, well, then you can be delivered if you ask the Lord to be gracious to you and forgive you for you have sinned against him. Well, then, in the day of trouble, the Lord will deliver you. That's why the one who considers the poor is blessed. Do you understand that we're all poor, pitiable sinners? In fact, even David was. In verse 4, he had the integrity to admit to the Lord that he had sinned against him. And that's why the Lord upheld him, because of his integrity, and set him in his presence forever. But actually, as in all of his psalms, David was looking forward to one who was to come. To one of such integrity that he never sinned. To one who would be considered cursed by God, but one who'd be cursed not for his own sins, but for those of his enemies. The psalms, as well as the law and the prophets, all looked forward to the king who was to come. To a descendant of David, to the son of God himself. And astonishingly, Psalm 41 predicted that he would be a poor, weak, and lowly man. He would be surrounded by enemies who wanted him dead. Everyone would be against him, even his close friend who ate his bread. And that's precisely what happened when Jesus Christ came, isn't it? And as we started to read about earlier in John 13, Jesus was a poor, weak, and lowly man, and he was surrounded by enemies who wanted him dead. Everyone was against him. Even his close friend, who ate his bread, betrayed him. Then the rest denied him and abandoned him, just like we all have. And so, as it turns out, we really are the poor. And we're poor sinners who are in deep trouble. We're in danger of being repaid for our sin. But the claim is that the one who considers the poor is blessed. Because in the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. How can you know that the Lord delivers him? That the Lord delights in him? Well, listen to these words that now Jesus Christ says to his father. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout in triumph over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. His enemies wanted his name to perish, right? He wanted Jesus to be considered cursed by God for his sins. And when Jesus was at the point of death, his enemies appeared to be triumphant, didn't they? But now Jesus says, my enemies will not shout in triumph over me. In fact, now looking back, he can say to his father, you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Despite the will of his enemies, poor Jesus 
did rise again from where he lay. His father raised him up and appointed him as king of all the world. And now his name is called Blessed in all the earth. So his enemy will not shout in triumph over him. In fact, and I love this bit, millions of people who were his enemies, who'd considered him cursed by God, including me, have now admitted that we were wrong. And we've come to call him blessed, all thanks to the Lord, the God of Israel, the everlasting God. That's how Jesus knows that the Lord delights in him. That's how he knows that in the day of trouble, the Lord delivers the poor, because the Lord has delivered him. He has raised him up, and now even his enemies call him blessed. And so, knowing that we and everyone else in the world are poor sinners, and knowing that he became poor for our sake, the Lord Jesus Christ can say to us, Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the day of trouble, the Lord delivers him. So let's respond to the Lord Jesus Christ now with the words of verse 13. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen.